Namaste. Let us read this wonderful prayer. February 8th, 1914. Very often, people present Shurabindu as a philosopher, as a somebody who has brought knowledge, as a great tapasvi, which all of this is there, no doubt. But both Shurabinda and the mother have given this tremendous importance to divine love, with which is the victorious power of transformation. It is, I feel, one of the unfortunate things in most discussions of Shurabindo on seminars and various platforms. We see that the discussions are all knowledge based supermind, planes of consciousness. Even finding the psychic becomes a kind of, you know, intellectual discussion. But seldom we find touching this real core. I don't know why. Maybe some kind of resistance. Maybe the sign of the age where we think speaking of love is sentimentality. We equate love with sentimentality. And uh, civilization is developed around suppressing the heart's finer emotions. Uh, Analytical mind, reason, thought. So we have missed out on the real power which has within it the alchemist energy. And actually even logically if you see, when do human beings in their life ever undergo even a temporary change? Look at the life of people and you will see when they are in love. Even the most human love, most fragmentary love, Look at the cycle when children, how they change beautifully when they are given love by their parents. And look at what happens to their consciousness when they don't receive that love. How it gets scarred, even their studies of that kind. Look at an adolescent, suddenly changes. He is a rebel, doing things, this, that, falls in love. Suddenly, you know, mother notices a change that, how come you are being so good? <laughs> Fathers, sorry. Why he has become so gentle, so much calmer? Then when you see again, when you know you have a child, the it is regarded, if you look at the hierarchy of experiences, the peak experience, human beings are capable of, not yogis. Yogis' peak experience is different. But within the realm of human experience, it is childbirth. It is regarded as the experience where Suddenly, it's bringing out something out of your own substance. And all life, this kind of relation, this kind of... It changes, it changes mother, it changes father. It changes everybody. The moment that love is... You know, that child who becomes the hub of love from the parent side. Same thing we see in bhakti. If you look at the Gita, the changes which are described in a bhakta towards the world, towards himself, he is so full of joy, Maitri, Karuna, all these develop simply because an act of love. And yet, <laughs> this is the one <coughs> power which is most ignored. That's why we see in Savitri, when death tells Savitri, no, for knowing you shall cease to love. But Savitri answers by saying, I know that knowledge is a vast embrace and it is love which takes us to that vast embrace of oneness. And so, love, that power, once again we see Shurabindra and the mother restoring to its original purity. 
not just the emotional bhakti but the deeper psychic bhakti which calls down the divine grace for earth and humanity it is not that bhakti which sings jumps dances gets into a frenzy and you know uh, at the highest it seeks for an individual communion with god that i want to be with you no that's still an illusion of moksha here is moksha for the bhakta is to dwell with the lord in the same loka salokya mukti but here she is imploring love to transform earth and humanity and that is the highest form of bhakti as i always say this prayers and meditations of course there is everything in it the secret of action the secret of knowledge the secret of transformation man's purpose everything is there but most of all <laughs> we find it as the most marvelous document unparalleled document without a doubt of divine love doing tapasya for everybody on earth and showing us the way of love so february 8th 1914 o lord sweet master of love thou who bringest us out of the darkness to awaken us to consciousness that's why it is called the labor of love the story where the mother says it is consciousness that has built the worlds but love is the savior because when the cry went for that nothing is working out then <laughs> there is a manifestation of divine love who deliverest us from suffering to make us commune within the eternal peace why does the divine do all that even assume a human form and struggle comes becomes like us this is the labor of love so that we all can be pulled out of this suffering and dwell in that peace every morning my aspirations soars ardently towards thee and i implore that my being integrally awake to thy knowledge may now live only by thee in thee for thee this is the highest height of love to live for the divine to live in the divine and to live by the divine so there is a subtle difference to live only by thee means everything in us is no more driven by any of the forces of lower nature tall cry everything in us is impelled by the divine shakti and no other impulsion and to live in thee being in the world but living in the divine and she says for thee what is the aim of this life to manifest the divine life divine love upon earth for thee to do your work i implore that more and more perfectly identified with thee i may now be only thyself manifested in word and act love leads to identification and she wants an identification wherein every expression word and act is nothing else but the divine who is acting through us through her speaking through her i implore that all those who come to us next is this her personal wish to be the perfect expression of the divine next is i implore that more and more the, uh, i may now be only thyself manifested in word and act i implore that all those who come to us 
all who are in contact with us may awaken to the full knowledge of thy divine presence all those who come this is the only purpose in our work everybody who meets it doesn't matter it's not about giving a lecture or teaching people a technique the most casual passing acquaintances who come and communicate even for a moment may awaken to the full knowledge of thy divine presence thy sovereign law and let themselves be definitively transformed by it it's not enough that they just awaken she is taking it to the ultimate level as shri ramakrishna used to say there are three types of gurus one who see the malady prescribe the medicine second is they get the medicine and give it in your hands third is they catch your throat open your mouth and put the medicine into it <laughs> only mothers can do that So here is the divine mother she says it's not enough that you become conscious of the divine presence you must be transformed by it so this is how she her life's mission just before coming and meeting shubindu for the first time i implore so who will be the ones who will be transformed is she making a selection no i implore that all men upon earth in spite of their bitter suffering may feel dawning in it the sublime consolation of thy light and love this is her path buddha was impelled by human suffering and gave an eightfold path try practicing just one of its limbs and see <laughs> just one element right perception forget about right conduct and right understanding right perception is a lifetime of sadhana eightfold path to live by the dharma so what is she saying she is saying i know human beings people often say that shubhendra doesn't give yama and niyama yes because he gives us love he knows we will read the five yamas and five niyamas after that our life will be full of hypocrisy so that's why the divine love for those who cannot the sublime consolation of thy light and love and the marvelous comfort of thy peace i implore that every substance impregnated more and more by thy sovereign forces may put up an ever diminishing resistance of blind ignorance against thee she also knows that i want to do all this for man and earth but there is the resistance of the inconscience so she says lord when the resistance comes increase the force so she is not the one who gives about oh, this fellow is useless what does she do increases the force of love so she says that may put up an ever diminishing resistance of blind ignorance against thee and that triumphing over all darkness thou mayest transfigure definitively and integrally this universe of strife and anguish into a universe of harmony and peace ultimately going beyond mankind this entire universe must become a universe of harmony and peace and why all this is it humanitarianism no it is divinitarianism and what is that so that thy law may be fulfilled divine law is a law of compassion a law of love that truth is not a bare truth the mother says and cautions us that you know 
that there'll be an attempt to form a religion around Shurbindo. And this religion will be something very harsh, cruel. People will try to portray. Mother and Shurbindo have said like this. And what she is saying is something which has happened in earth. Look at the history of religions. If you look at even right from at least two, three major religions we can see. But one which is very evident, which strikes us by its contrast. Look at the origin of that religion. The founder says, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. From where does he say it? From the cross. And the religion, inquisition of the priest of night. Convert, kill, maim, lure. Why? Because that's how we are superior. What a contrast. That's not divine law. So she knows that there will be an attempt to make a religion out of Shurbindo. And she says, they must know that it will not succeed because she has brought in now the power, you cannot distort it, you cannot limit it. She says that supermind cannot be limited into a limited teaching or a sect. There will be an effort. And then she says, everyone must know there will be an attempt to make a cruel religion around Shurbindo. But everyone must know that the Lord is great and compassionate, is full of love. Everyone must know. What Shurabindo brings and embodies is compassion, love, true greatness, which leans upon earth to lift man. So this is what she wants, that law to be established. O Lord, sweet master of love, Thou who bringest us out of the darkness to awaken us to consciousness, who deliverest us from suffering to make us commune within thy eternal peace. Every morning my aspiration soars ardently towards thee, and I implore that my being, integrally awake to thy knowledge, may now live only by thee, in thee, for thee. I implore that more and more perfectly identified with thee, I may now be only thyself, manifested in word and act. I implore that all those who come to us, all who are in contact with us, may awaken to the full knowledge of thy divine presence, thy sovereign law, and let themselves be definitively transformed by it. I implore that all men upon earth, in spite of their <laughs> bitter suffering, in spite of, mark the words, may feel dawning in it the sublime consolation of thy light and love and the marvelous comfort of thy peace. I implore that every substance impregnated more and more by thy sovereign forces, may put up an ever-diminishing resistance of blind ignorance against thee. And that, triumphing over all darkness, thou mayest transfigure definitively and integrally this universe of strife and anguish into a universe of harmony and peace, so that thy law may be fulfilled.